Seth just said, do not ever Google rom-coms. And as you know, we are doing our For the Ladies special. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us through a little bit of downtime. You know, life is crazy. When you have a lot of people who work work in education, their summers all start at the same time. So then they all take vacations at the beginning of the summer (laughs) just to decompress. And so kind of what we ran into. But again, thank you guys for listening, sticking with us. My name is Jared Gibson. I have Seth Bracken and Jordan Martinez with me. Blockbuster Hall of Fame. We are recording over. Always Be My Maybe. Came out in 2019 straight to Netflix. Um, Jordan, this was your pick. Why did you pick it, and what did you think about it? I was taking a big random guess of a movie to pick. I I saw like a big list of movies, and this was the one that came up when I was just randomly picking. And I'm like, all right, sounds like an interesting one. I'll, I'll go with this one. And so that's basically how it got picked. I went in blind with this. Blind pick. Awesome. Yeah. I like it. We normally don't have many blind picks. We just... Hey, I've seen this movie once, and let me watch it now. Cool. <laughs> Seth, what did you think? Quick thoughts. Uh, still like Ali Wong. Still like Randall Park. Thought they were actually, while physically don't really match up well, their chemistry matched up. I thought, okay. So overall, I enjoyed it for what it yeah, was. No, yeah. No, actually, that's a good point. I thought their um, chemistry, like, and just dynamic back and forth, because like both comedians and so it came off really well and so i guess with comedians with the dynamic going back and forth it's either gonna hit really well or it's gonna flop and there's like no in between on that chemistry and it's hit really well between these two um so yeah i can i say something right now there seth i was really curious with the the additional character that they added in that was a bit surprised midway through i wanted to get your thoughts on that because even when i saw the trailer i was like i hope seth doesn't watch the trailer and comes in blind with that i did i did come in blind i had no idea he was in the movie and yeah i was going to talk about that uh yeah (laughs) okay Uh, we'll we'll talk save that for later spoiler alert guys (laughs) kidding i'm kidding um no, like I, I I was surprised that the movie was okay. <laughs> and I, I'll just leave it that the movie was yeah. just okay, but I was surprised it actually hit that level of okay. I thought it was just going to be dog shit, but I, it hit okay. What I am going to say about this movie, I am calling this movie sort of the anti-Hallmark movie. I'll go a little bit more detail on why I'm going to say that a little later, but that's sort of my feeling with this movie. Okay, so uh, just setting it up, it's a movie that takes place over um, a couple dec or about a decade um, from you know kids going on into adulthood. We get to see these characters grow. Um, you know, Randall Park is our main character, uh, along with Ali Wong, and like I said, pretty surprising. And of course during uh asian pacific islander um heritage month uh pretty good to watch watch this movie during this month too to shout out our asian pacific islanders population and pretty good so uh let's get into the good what do we really like about this movie uh seth i'll start out with you uh i like ali wong i like ali wong in general so anything she's in i'm kind of a fan of i'm, I'm gonna say that Small caveat, I've not watched like a whole bunch of her stuff, so that's a small sample size claim there. There might be something out there I watch and go, oh my god, that's awful. But so far, everything I've seen her in, I've enjoyed her in. I like Randall Park as well. He's really enjoyable. Uh, he was great as Jim in The Office. If you've never seen that show, it was fantastic. Nine seasons, he did a good job in that. Uh, and then, oh no, really, it was, a, it was a charming movie. And I liked that... Even though some of the notes were pretty much hitting the genre-specific stuff, I did enjoy seeing a variation in cultures and that culture actually played a role in it uh, and that they were two different cultures coming in together. I thought it was a nice, cool way of seeing that play out. Uh, and so I, I did like that. I also... the uh, 
you know, halfway through the movie, there's the the obstacle, you know, in rom coms, the guy, the other, the rival. And I have a history <laughs> of of hating the rival. And especially in TV shows, I get very passionate about hating people who get in the role of TV shows. Uh, just Seth has no personal experience at rivals popping up in his <laughs> love life. <laughs> uh, and, and so, uh, uh, yeah. So when Keanu Reeves shows up, uh, just going to pop that one in. Uh, and he was the, the obstacle of this. I was like, what the hell? This movie took a sharp left. And I was like, what? Uh, that part was good, though. I really liked that part. Oh, yeah. really well, what's funny, I got so excited when I saw the trailer and saw that. I'm like, I hope, because I just want to see Seth's reaction when Keanu Reeves just walks out of nowhere and comes in as much like, as he loves that man. Honestly, I'm not even lying. So when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, he's going to have a cameo role. I'm like, cool, whatever. <laughs> Cameo, but like he was it. He's saying in the movie, he's pretty significant. I thought he was just gonna appear at the bar and I'm like, oh, Keanu's at the bar, that's cool, and then just move on. But like, I was like, oh no, they actually wrote him in. I love this, <laughs> and they wrote him in as like such an opposite character type that he's known for. And he's known to be like this nice guy, like this really laid back, chill dude. And he was playing the exact opposite as Keanu Reeves. And I thought that was great because usually. You, know, you got like the Nicolas Cage, massive talent. You got John Claude Van Damme's JCVD, in which they're playing sympathetic versions of themselves. And so to see him playing kind of like a douche canoe of himself, it was like, <laughs> you know, because like he was so unlikable, but he's Keanu Reeves, so you kind of still like him in the role. I mean, but I, it was great, yeah. I hate to say that I kind of still like him because it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> well, because it's Keanu Reeves. I mean, like it's hard to like. You know, he's playing. Keanu he, Reeves he's got like Reeves, he. You know? he he rolled a twenty on a uh, charisma. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a reference! Yes, he actually did. Oh god. But yeah, no. Uh, so I thought overall it was a charming story. It was, it was a, and I really liked the different cultures, and I liked the obstacle for the guy, the love interest rival. I thought was actually done at a point where I wasn't angry. So overall, that's where I think that I think that's where the movie excelled at. Yeah, so I again really love Randall Park. Everything he's in, like I, I think I will watch any movie this guy like stars in or plays in because uh, he's such a likable person. And uh, I want to say that like we're talking about Keanu Reeves. To me, it's like I watch anything with Keanu Reeves, and Keanu Reeves can just act as Keanu Reeves, and I will still like enjoy it. I think I'm reaching that point with Randall Park too. I'll just watch anything he's in. He doesn't even have to really like act as a different character. He can just be Randall Park, and I'll still enjoy it. Um, and so I think he's reaching that level for me um, in terms of his work. Ali Wong is pretty funny, as Seth already said. Got to echo that. I thought their dad in this movie, or um, not their dad, but uh, Randall Park's dad. Yeah, not that kind of movie, Jared. Not that kind of well, romantic I mean, comedy. She, she, I mean, he does pretty much be her dad, too. Like, Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. That, that, did, that, that's, <laughs> that's when I'm going to get into... We'll talk yeah. about that when I get into my crappy. Uh, so, like, James Saito, I'm looking him up right now. Dude, I, like, I thought he was really good. He was really funny. Um, his bit at the, like, I guess in the third act of the movie, to kick off the third act of the movie, uh, was just, like, great um, with his new girlfriend. And I don't know. I I liked him, and I I like the cast. I think. Oh, go ahead, Seth. Do you realize who that is? I just realized this. He he's Shredder. Oh, oh no, he is. He is. Shredder. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like from the good Ninja Turtles movie too. Not like a voice person. Like he was like live action Shredder. Sorry, I just wanted to celebrate that for a second. I love this movie. All right, I, I like this him even more now. <laughs> that is the show. Sorry, I just my bad, Jared. Yeah, throw you off. Fan I just out on that when you found that out. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just looking through his filmography right now, and then he did a lot of TV shows back in the day. So he's like a huge like like bit character in TV shows in the '80s. Like he would just randomly pop up in different shows. Like so, I mean, obviously. A lot of movies were cast like one Asian man uh, for this one episode for like one off episode. And he was like seemed like the go to. 
but no, this guy's I really liked him. I really liked the cast. I thought they did a really good job. And of course, Seth already said um, number one thing, highlighting of the Asian heritage was just amazing. Uh, and they really didn't feel like forced because even movies that and I didn't necessarily say this with like a lot of black movies and movies that highlight like black culture. The black culture seems like forced mm-hmm. at times in some movies. Um, periodically in that time, in like the early 2010s, where they were trying to say that this movie's going to be the next Friday, the next Friday. And it's like, you're, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to force, force this issue or force this thing? And so, like, I really felt like it was true to life um, in this. I, yeah. So I think I'll just leave it that I really like the cast, really like the characters and how they were written um, for the most part. And yeah, it was, it turned out to be okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Jordan. Uh, so for me, I, I, I enjoyed the cast. Uh, I'm, I haven't seen too many uh, stuff with these two characters in it. Uh, Randall, Randall, I pretty much just know him from Marvel, and every time I've seen him, I've enjoyed him. In fact, I, I know when uh, he showed up in Wanda, a lot of people were wanting to have another miniseries with him or in the starring role as like the agent, just uh, just essentially a new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with him in it. And I was like, yeah, I could see watching that. Uh, he's got a dry wit that I enjoy. I like a good dry wit. And so that that was right in my ballpark with the comedy style and everything. Enjoyed the movie. Uh, just a little bit of craziness of living in L.A. too. So that was funny to see. Uh, but yeah, I great. Just atmosphere, I feel like, more than anything I enjoyed with this movie. Just sort of silliness and fun and just likable people. Yeah, I mean, one of the things about it, too, is that I think that's one of the strengths is honestly we talked about it. Cause all three of us talked about the charm of the cast and how likable they got along. So it's easy to root for people. You didn't actually actively hate anyone in the movie. So that helps as well. Uh, and I think that's one of the strong selling points. I will say, though, I was going to go in and talk about uh, how I said it's sort of like anti-Hallmark movie. And I sort of do that because the way the movie ends, where he goes off to New York. And typically in those Hallmark romance movies, the person always stays where it's like, oh, be a home like with your family and everything. And like the tight-knit community rather than out and exploring and everything. And so that's why I... <laughs> well, I guess we just lost Jared <laughs> Yeah, you got just anyways, but that's uh, that's why I was saying it's the uh, anti Hallmark movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, there's a couple of things where they kind of subvert those expectations and stuff, and I don't know. I I liked that they did some of those things, and that's one of the things that I think kept it charming and it felt somewhat fresh, along with the whole, you know, the different leads working in the culture when appropriate, not forcing it, like Jared said. I thought, you know, like making it, this is what this is. And listen to this 20 minute thing about it. It was worked in naturally. It flowed well. Um, even had a nice emotional little punch at the end, even though you knew it was coming. Like, you know, they telegraphed it, you know, about like, yeah. what was it? Judy's kitchen, Judy's way. Kitchen. Yeah. His, kitchen, yeah. Yeah. The mom's name. In the, yeah. yeah. That was a nice little nod to it and everything. And yeah. I don't even like how her uh, she even made up with her parents because she was definitely having some issues throughout the the movie with it. And it was like a nice little, yeah, we're not in a perfect situation right now, but you definitely see them working on it. And I thought that was rather sweet where it, you know, they didn't have to do that. But I just thought it just added to that atmosphere. I just feel like oh, these are just some good people. You're glad things are working out for them. Nice. So what were some of the things you didn't like, though? I don't know. It, at the same time, I said it was like the Hallmark thing and everything. It sort of like had the same feeling of the Hallmark movies, but like I said, they went in a different direction with it and everything. So it still felt very uh, formulaic, and that 
uh, that I, I didn't quite like. In fact, with the Keanu Reeves, where it was funny to see him play the polar opposite, for me, for me to absolutely uh, really enjoy romantic comedies in particular, I like when the, the, rom- uh, the rival is a good person and be like, oh, I see why the person <laughs> likes this person and why I want to be. And because I always like that that little heartbreak where it's like, yay, they're together, but then the rival is not with them, and you're like, oh, I feel bad for him now. That's sad. I like that dichotomy of a good romance comedy there and everything. See, now you know, that always has the opposite effect for me because, like, if the love interest rival is like a good dude, and you know, the girl or the guy, either one, mistreats the other person who's just a good person overall, and I'm like. <laughs> You're an a-hole. What's wrong with you? You don't deserve happiness anymore. So I yeah. actually hate that. <laughs> but I yeah. get why you like it, though. <laughs> but uh, that's why I don't get when they try to make the person a bad person, though, the rival. Or, like, why Why is the person with them? Because then it makes me question the person. Like, you picked this person to be your uh, – have a relationship. Why? <laughs> the person you are obviously a jerk. Yes. Decision making skills, and I'm not sure if it's a good thing now that I. It's like it's one of those things where when you get like the other person gets with them, and you're like, "Are you sure you want to be with them?" Because it might not say the best about you yeah, that I'm they like... chose you. <laughs> it's it's the pitfall, you know. For me, I guess it is true. Is sometimes the damned if you do, damned if you don't in a romantic yeah. comedy. If you give a too likable person and they're an a hole to them, it's like, well, you're a jerk. And if they're with a jerk, you're like, what are you doing? This is very obviously, yeah. But it's that fine line of, have, and sometimes I think a good romantic comedy I think does what you were talking about, where you know the other person or the obstacle is the love interest rival is just a likable good person. However, they do a good job of ending that romance without the person looking like an a hole. And I think if you can do that and land that well, that's your best bet to do it because then, oftentimes it's just giving that person a better romance option. Than the main love interest and so you know everyone gets a happy ending at the end yeah. but however that manages <laughs> on do you have any other gripes on it though uh not it was just one of those movies where it, it's an invincible just like romantic comedy and it's just like it's it's in the box this is what it is and you're i was happy with it, it was like good casting and everything so, but did it do anything where I would stand out or I'd get excited to watch it over and over again? No, but I don't feel like that's what this movie was meant to be. I felt like this is just, just like, oh, I like these two people and wanted to watch a romantic comedy. Yeah, I say that. I think I, I kind of agree with that. I, uh, uh, Jerry just said this episode snake bit him because his router disconnected so he's trying to reconnect it and restarting his router so he'll be on soon but it's all more just talk about our gripes in the meantime but no like my that's kind of like i don't really have like a certain moment where i was just like what the hell is this like this is dumb or then have a moment where i was like this this is really bad and i want to turn the tv off and i want to stop watching you know there was no moments like that there's nothing really like ugh. it was just it's a charming movie, and I think you hit it on down the head. It was a little formulaic. There wasn't a whole lot of subverting expectations. You know, that's walking in the midway, being the yeah. love interest rival, right? The moving to New York, and you know, the flipping of that one. Uh, I think so. Like overall, there's not really any gripes. It does. It set out what it wanted to do. It wanted to be a romantic comedy. They succeeded. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Hit every number you wanted. I'm going to say something because a lot of times people think it's an insult. It's like, really? Should it be an insult? But when you know you call things mid, it's like yeah. it's mid. You know, it's just it's it's fine. But some people think that's like, oh, that's horrible or something. You call it's like, no, that's just what it is. It's just yeah. fine. It's not everything needs to be world changing. It yeah. can just be an enjoyable romantic comedy. And like, if you like romantic comedies. I think you'd like the movie. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you're going to be perfectly happy you watch this movie if, like, that's your thing, you know? Uh, like, Jared's thing is horror movies, minor westerns, yeah. you know? Uh, Ray's, I don't know what Ray's is. Uh, bad 80s movies. Uh, is, is that, I feel like that's his genre of thing, you know? Uh, you're not, I don't, military movies, right? Is that fair to say? History, military history movies, right? I'd say that's, if you pick a good history, Yeah. 
That that, that's like, you know, the one genre that, you know, you're just like really into, like you see a new one you get excited about. Cause for me, yeah. it's whenever I see a Western, I'm just like, Oh hell yeah, I'm there. It's like, if, if you're there, <laughs> oh, it's American been a comedy, bit of a desert for you lately, man. There's, <laughs> I thought, I thought in like the mid two thousands, I think is when like three ten to Yuma and like open range. I thought that was like a, a Renaissance is coming. I was like, heck yeah, let's go. And then no. No, no. It just did not yeah. catch any fire and everything. Yeah, it's again why, why I get excited when I see one. So, like, I think, but if you're in that situation where romantic comedies are your thing, like, this is going to be a movie you won't regret seeing. Uh, like, for anyone, like, else, I could you know. go and if uh, my mom was asking about, oh, any interesting movies out that I should go see and everything, like, I could tell her this one and she'd be perfectly happy watching this movie and everything. Oh. <laughs> What I was about to ask another question to follow up on this genre, but I know we're about to do that game, and so I feel like that might be giving away your secret. And I don't want to like I was going to ask you what's your favorite. Okay, here's a question for you then: What is your favorite, not 2010 to 2019 romantic comedy? When fools rush in, huh? What I don't know that one actually. Uh, that's the one with uh, what's his name from uh, for, uh Friends. Uh, shoot, when... I'm looking it up now. When fools rush in. Yes. All I can think of is the Elvis song. But Fool's Russian. I got you. Matthew Perry? Mm -hmm. Matthew Hayek. Perry. That was the name. Seven nice. Hayek. Yeah. I, I think that one it hits a bit different for me that I really enjoy because it it also has to deal with uh, having a multicultural family and the, mm -hmm. the interesting dynamics for it. And I think that's the first movie I've seen where it was. And since with me growing up with both an American and Venezuelan family, there was a lot of things where I'm like, oh yeah, when people weren't used to it, this is some of the things they run into would be like surprised and stuff like that. So that that was in particular why that one stuck stuck with me. Nice. Uh my favorite for non-2010 to 2019 romantic comedy movie is uh not a good one. Mm -hmm. It's not good. I just want to be clear. I want to say that before I continue with the statement I'm about to make next. But uh it's Ricky Gervais movie and it's ghost town. And uh, it's like him. And I think Tia Leona, I think is the love interest. Yes. It's where he sees dead people mm -hmm. and he talks to ghost, hence the name ghost town. And he helps ghost reach the afterlife. It is very much a basic thing, but to me, it's Ricky Gervais is giving his, uh, you know, his caustic wit, you know, or he's like constantly just, going at people throughout mm -hmm. the movie and it's kind of funny it doesn't quite hit the level of being a satire but it gets really close to making fun of and poking fun at the genre and i like that kind of stuff so i actually really enjoy that movie it's also really short so it's like an hour and 42 minutes which is really great for the movie because if it was any longer it would not be good and it would lose all the steam it had going so uh it's actually a pretty good thing like he dies and he dies and comes back and that's how you can they're in an observation, uh, obs, operation, if I can learn to speak. Uh, and that's how you can see the dead and everything like that. So it's very, like, basic, uh, okay, this is how people can see ghost people kind of deal. Uh, I would say another one that is a 2020 movie that's on Netflix that was also a Netflix special. And I'm not, I, you may have seen this one. I don't know. It was uh, The Lovebirds. Did you watch that movie? The Lovebirds. That I don't know. It has the guy from uh, that Marvel movie, I Hate, uh, Eternals. I'm mm -hmm. trying to think of what his name is now. No. Uh, uh, Kamel, ooh, I, I will not say his last name correctly. Uh, the Bollywood actor in Eternals. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like him a lot. I uh, he was He's the main character in it, and then... It was, I don't know, it was a goofy movie. Like, it wasn't even really all that good. But I liked it. Like, me and my wife watched it one day. And I was like, oh, that's actually not that bad. It was different. But, because it had a different plot to the romantic comedy. Instead of being the couple meet, it's the couples are together and married. And they're kind of drifting apart. And so the movie's more about them coming back together than it is about, you know, having a love interest or... You know, the two people getting together kind of deal. So it follows a slightly different track, which I think worked well. Also had a bit of a murder mystery involved. So they threw gotcha. another little detail to it. You know what I was thinking was funny when we were doing this list? 
is the fact that I've seen quite a few romantic comedies, but apparently not in this time period. Because I, after we talked about this, and I, uh, uh, you started talking about these romantic comedies, I'm like, okay, let me see what's 2000 to 2010, because I know I've seen a lot of romantic comedies, and apparently that's when I've seen all my romantic comedies. So Same. when we had to do the 2010 to the, uh, 2020, it's like, well, well, where are all the movies I've seen? I know I've seen a lot of them. Yes. I was like, I started looking up, like, okay, I will admit, most of my movies have been Matthew McConaughey chick flicks or romantic comedies. And uh, I realized that he stopped making romantic comedies uh, prior to 2010. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I got at least three off the top of my head that we can do. And then I go look, and I'm like, nope, failure launch, like 2007, <laughs> Wedding Planner, 10 Things I Hate About You. I'm like, okay, there goes like top yeah. three movies i know uh like as of rom-coms and it turns out matthew mcconaughey's like he was like no 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 i'm done uh, i'm jumping ship i'm doing serious work now uh, and i'm like okay which good i'm glad because i love seeing his ser- more serious work right now but man it was this was hard i mean luckily yeah. my favorite absolute favorite rom-com is in the i'm not telling you what it is even though i'm picking ahead of you it's fine it's not gonna tell you what it is uh but my absolute favorite one did come in in 2010, so it's squeaked in just by the. Uh, I'm wondering what it is because I think I have it on it because I know I'm like going to go and, if I could steal it. But now that I picked last, it's like, man, you guys are so lucky. No, I don't think if any of y'all picked this movie, I would be. First of all, if any of y'all have seen this movie, I think I'll be shocked. Oh, uh, okay, maybe it's not the one I was thinking. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. This is the, like I have never met anyone. In my in my life, granted, I don't really go around talking about rom coms all that much, but I've never met anyone who has talked about this movie. Uh, but it's a movie like I could genuinely watch on repeat, and so it's a movie that like I actually liked watching. It's it's one of the few rom coms besides Ghost Town that I can I don't mind repeating and watching. So I am uh, like I'm telling you, man, I picked some obscure movies because I was like, oof, like you. I watched all my rom-coms the decade before, so this decade got rough. Like, I wasn't going to pick Lovebirds, but it was 2020, so I was like, okay, well, I can't even do that one. I was like, that was the last one I watched prior to this one. <laughs> all right, let's see. So while we're waiting, I do have a question for you. Karen's going to be making uh-huh. this, this question. But if you were to uh, make a romantic comedy... Right, just who are two stars you'd like to see? Not 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 scenario, not a scenario. I, this is two off the cuff stars. right now. Who are who is the two stars you would like to see star as the love interest in a romantic comedy? Like it, just whoever. I I honestly don't know. Uh, I I'm not good at like who do you want? To, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say uh, Chris Pratt just because he said everything, and we're like, why not? Why not just put it? <laughs> nah, uh, you know what? Honestly, um, Superman, um, Henry Cavill, let's have him in a romantic comedy. Who, who would be an, I don't know, though, who would be the female? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be quiet because you just took the male person I was going to choose. Because <laughs> Henry Cavill was going to be my pick for this. Okay. Uh, but I have it. No, it's cool. It's totally cool. I want to see if you if you end up with the same female, though. Because if you do, that's going to be really funny. Okay. <laughs> I'll come up with another one as well. Since you, just to make sure. But that was my number one guy. You know what? For this. Let's, let, let's go just because... Uh... Anne Hathaway. Let's go Anne Hathaway oh, okay. there. All right, all right, all right. That was not who, that was not the female lead that I was going to pick for this. My first pairing was going to be Henry Cavill and Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, Elizabeth you know. Olsen, really? Yeah, I don't think that would be an interesting like play between the two of them. She plays really good at buff dude, right? You know, muscular that kind of guy, uh, and he can be charming and everything. But I feel like Elizabeth Olsen is able to play. The despite you know maybe not being super tall and intimidating physically, she has the ability to do the intimidating 
you know, like stand our own ground kind of deal with also not one overselling it and two becoming annoying with it. So like, I think it'd be really good to see them two go kind of go at it. Uh, and then, but since, since you picked an Cav, I'll pick another, I'll pick another pairing for this one. Okay. Uh, and I think that you'll laugh at this one and that's okay. Feel free. Here's what I would really like to see. And I want this, I, will, I said no scenario. You don't have to do a scenario, but for this one to understand why I like it, it needs to be a scenario. This one has <laughs> to be a real world present day or sometime in the past, right? But no future stuff. Cannot be a future story. It has to be present day or history. But I would like to see Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen in a romantic comedy because I think that would be really funny. And I really want to see that. Uh, and yes, I see because, what you're doing there. <laughs> I just, I just, because you know, funny. they originally had so much chemistry together when they were in the movies together. <laughs> just. Oh yeah, no one could say why not <laughs> all of them do. I just I just want to see it. I am just you know, and if not if not hating Christians, we have to sub in someone else. Ian McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just for the memes. That's all I want. I just, just want, want the, the memes. Dude, that would make that would be a meme generating <laughs> movie because I just see everyone making Star Wars references within that movie, <laughs> just taking <laughs> those screenshots and stuff. Holy moly. Exactly. You see, you see the madness. There's a method to it. Like, uh, I'm not saying it would be good. It may be a terrible movie, but you know, see, I'm over I, here I picking would... some good actors and actresses that are. <laughs> I would think they would be quite char that have a lot of charm. I think, oh man, they would be great for. Uh, you're over here. Ah, the memes. All about the memes. <laughs> the the first pick, I you know, Cavill and Olsen were legit. Yeah, but. <laughs> I think a McGregor Portman or Portman Christensen, I think that combo would go really well. Uh, Liz Elizabeth Olsen, though. <laughs> I'm now curious. Her next to. <laughs> I don't know. It says 5'6, because that's quite a dynamic, I'd feel like, but still interesting. It would, but she, she'd be really good at, like, yeah. she's just good at holding her own ground. Like, we see in the MCU, right? Like, she's yeah. really good at that. She's good at. Like all the other things I've ever seen here in like Wind River. Have you ever seen Wind River? No, I don't think so. That's a great movie. Uh, I think I've talked about it before, but it's like the movie that taught me more about grief than anything else I've ever read, discussed with anyone. It's just a powerful movie. But uh, like she stands her own ground in that one. And it's like a very, I'm going to say masculine movie. And I know sometimes that has a bad connotation. I don't mean it in a negative way, but it's a very masculine type movie and she stands her own ground in it. And does a really good job. I think I saw like the, the last thirty the minutes of this movie. Now that I'm looking at it through it, yeah, oh, that's uh, it's worth watching all the way through. It's one of those Taylor Sheridan movies. I think he directed it actually. I know he wrote it, but as far as that Taylor Sheridan yeah, he kind directed, of trilogy I'm looking movies, right here on the uh, yeah on the IMDb because he wrote Sicario, Hell or High Water, and he wrote this one. I think this is the only one of the three he actually directed though. Uh, also Yellowstone. Man, I, I just like his own little cinematic <laughs> universe there. He really does. They all sort of Yellowstone. have their the similar feels and stuff like that. So They do. And his movie, now I'll say this, his movies are better than his shows. I his see TV why shows, you like it, though. These are all Cowboy Noir movies and shows. I take what I can get. Uh, <laughs> I take what I can get. Although, to be fair, I really enjoy Hell or High Water and Sicario. Uh, I think we did uh, we did that one. I'm not sure. I don't think we've done Hell or High Water, but we did Sicario, and that was that was a good one. And then Wind River is my favorite of the three, but all of them are just superb. His Yellowstone movie, not so much. We have really kind of like gone well beyond out of this thing because uh, he's still on the phone now for customer service right now. I don't. Do we want to pause? I don't know. Are we just gonna keep talking? We can. I don't mind. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to go, Ray, you're in the editing room. You decide what we do with all this. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I got a movie I'm going to in a little, I not a little, like, you still got like two hours, but, uh. There we Whoa, go. Whoa, hey. Hey, buddy. I, I found my earbud. Well, we've talked about everything. We have gone through uh, the Washington presidency through. 
the current administration in the history of America. It's been, <laughs> been a good talk. Oh, man. Uh, I missed... I missed the Reagan conversation. <laughs> uh, no, we actually... We, we talked about our drapes. Me and Jordan's. We didn't really... To summarize for you so it can lead into you, uh, your grapes. We didn't really have that much other than it being kind of a you know, formulaic paint by numbers type movie, but it was aiming to do that. So it succeeded what it was trying to do. So it's maybe a slightly unfair criticism, but I mean, it kind of is what it is. Right. I mean, and then uh, we talked about if we had what pairing we would like to see in a new romantic comedy, not scenarios, just pairings. And, and of uh, course, Seth went on a tangent about uh, cowboy noir movies and shit. We, <laughs> we did, that didn't end up happening. We talked about Taylor Sheridan's trilogy. Uh, you know, <laughs> left to my own devices. Oh, boy. Uh, so, so, sorry, listeners. This episode is just snake bitten. My router just, like, died. And so I just had to call, like, AT&T customer care... Because they're just like, uh, we can't determine what's going on with your broadband. Call customer care. And I'm just like, awesome. Um, so I, well, I don't have access to internet, so we kind of can't play the game. Um, because I don't have my list. Can't access it. So, um, damn, I am so sorry, guys. Uh, well, I guess we can cut it here and just have the 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 nonsense that me and Seth were talking about while you were gone. We were trying to fill in the dead air and everything. And so, oh, you're good. It's going uh, to be. I, I'm I'm going to think it's going to be interesting when Ray comes out with an edit with this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we even talked about our favorite non. 2010 to 2019 romantic comedies. We talked about all the movies around. The decade. All right, let's do this since oh. we won't have the list. Let, let's we'll each name two of our movies that's on the list. Okay, so since I have the first pick, I'll go with mine. Uh, the movie on my list, my number one rom com, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That was the movie I was talking about. That I was talking about picking it to steal. <laughs> It's, anyway. uh, no, no, no. I mean, like, that's my, it's like my third favorite movie of all time. So, definitely number one rom com of 2010 through 2019. Uh, tops. So, I just, you know, I love it. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I could go in, I could just have an entire conversation about that movie itself. But that's my number one pick. Uh, Jordan, what's your number one pick? I'm going to go with a movie that we did cover in this podcast. and is Crazy Rich Asians. That was going to be my first pick out of the 2010 to 2019 list. Oh, we're back. Never mind. Full on draft. (laughs) We're back, baby. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Pause. Yeah, well, pause because I'm going to exit my phone and hop back on my computer. Okay. Okay. Don't worry, Jordan. I wasn't going to pick that, so your pick is still safe. I'm still not going to yeah, pick Yeah, I figured again. as much it would be fair, especially since you were going, you're saying that it was a pick that uh, no one expects. We never left. All right, so we're doing the draft, right? Yep. Okay, so first overall pick Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Number two overall pick. We That'll have go to me. Crazy Rich Asians. I got robbed. My notepad up. <laughs> see this stuff right here? You see this? You see this? I want a new commissioner. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of broke boy commissioner's internet goes out in the middle of a podcast? Am I taking the third pick? Is that what's happening? Are we doing a different uh, snake yes. draft route now? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So my turn for the third pick. This is the best rom-com of all time. Uh, I was very happy that it sneaked into this decade at 2010. Uh, This is better than all y'all's movies. I'm sorry. Y'all didn't pick it. Y'all should have. Uh, And it's called Leap Year. 
I just see exactly that was exact the reaction I expected after I said it. Not gonna lie, confused faces in silence. Great movie, Amy Adams, Matthew Good, fantastic. And then for my next pick, because we're doing Snake still, is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. My next pick is the second greatest romantic comedy of all time. Actually, third. Ghost Town's number two. Sleeping with other people. I told y'all we weren't going to know these. Great no, I, I knew the the first pick. It? Yeah, no, I, I knew, knew the sleep So, ironically, I've only seen one movie at a drive-in theater, and that one movie is Leap Year. Oh, that's so, a good movie. You got a good experience. Congrats. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy. I've only seen one movie at a drive-in theater, and it is Leap Year. So, okay. I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect anyone to remember that movie. It's been 13 years. It's not exactly oh, like yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it was a great movie. It was clever and witty, and I loved it. And then Sleeping With Other People is Jason Sudeikis and Allison Brie, and it's a fantastic movie as well. Okay. So, Jordan? I'm going to do another uh, romantic comedy here with that I thought was just crazy shenanigans and a lot of fun. It was a, I was surprised how much I enjoyed this movie. Date Night with Stephen Carell and Tina Fey. Nice. Good pick. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I want to see them do more together, but I feel like they won't be able like, because even sometimes in that movie, you're just like, mm, is it too crazy? Can these two be in the same movie together? But then it kind of worked. But I, I fear if they do it again, it will just go off the rails. So <laughs> I feel like this one and done, even though I want another one, but just yeah. one and done. Uh, good picks. Good picks, guys. I uh, enjoy what y'all got so far. But... I have back-to-back picks, and I'm going to give both of the movies that I really wanted. I'm going to pick a movie that we also did on this podcast, which is Crazy. I figured. Stupid. Yep. <laughs> wow. That well, was also on my list, so I disagree with that. That's a good uh, one. The only movie that I will actually say anything good about Ryan Gosling about. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Everyone knows. You guys like, said your interesting picks of actors you don't like. <laughs> His Chris uh, Pine hates the weirdest, but it's fine. Uh, so no, just fantastic movie. Very funny. Emma Stone is perfect. Love it. It's, it's a good time. It is a really good time. And then... For my third pick, I gotta go with Trainwreck. Yeah, no. No, boo. Trainwreck? Boo this man. Mm. Boo this man. <laughs> boo this man. I was man. with you of crazy, stupid love. <laughs> okay. Okay. Boo, boo this man. The, the, this is when they, they announce a draft pick and everyone's like, what? Huh? Boo. Boo. <laughs> This Ew. is the Jokic getting drafted during a Taco Bell. No, it isn't. Don't you Y'all dare. Y'all are hating. This you is a great Compare Jokic. No, <laughs> don't you dare. so good. I'm no. going to do something interesting. I'm picking a movie that I haven't seen yet, but I've been meaning to see, and it just, I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to see it. The Big Sick. Oh, what a good movie. Yeah, and I, and I always hear, like, for all the trusted viewers I like and everything, they talk, tell me how good of a movie that is. And I haven't seen it yet, but that seems like it would be a movie up my uh, alley. No, I actually really think you would like it. Uh, it's really good. Dang, that's a good one. All right, Seth, third and fourth pick. All right, here we go. So... Uh, this first one is going to be picked before X-Men Dark Phoenix came out, and that's important to remember. Uh, this is Silver Linings Playbook with Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I uh, actually really liked that movie. And so, yeah, that one's there. It was a good, you know, romantic comedy. It, it was also had a lot of drama in it and stuff like that, so it's a little bit of a stretch. But... It has the comedy in it. It was intentionally comedic parts that were trying to be comedic, and it had intentional romance, so I'm going to count it. And then the fourth one, I'm going to need a reading on this. Y'all tell me if this counts or not. If it doesn't, I'll pick another one. Uh, 
And the reason why I'm not sure if this counts is it doesn't quite have the ending of romantic comedy, but that's Aloha. And I've, I'm going to address I'm going to address the problems of that movie in a second if it counts. Aloha. Yes, with uh, Bradley Cooper, another Bradley Cooper movie, and yeah. Emma Stone. Oh yeah, where she played the Asian lady. She didn't play. An, she played a half Swiss, half Hawaiian or Pacific Islander character, and that is a problem. I I acknowledge that as a problem. But does that count? Are we counting that as a romantic comedy? They don't exactly end up together at the end. That's why I ask. I mean, like rom coms typically just have to have a healthy balance of romance and comedy, not necessarily has to end with the trope of them getting together. It doesn't okay, necessarily have, to have the trope ending, but it just has to have the elements of it. It has comedy and romance in the genre on IMDb, yeah, which is so why I, I will uh, accept it. Okay. I just more thought I was more surprised and be like, huh? Yeah. Other than the Emma Stone casting, which I at least appreciate that they tried to explain why Emma Stone was playing the character. Admittedly, it was it was a little cringy. Outside of that one little fact, though, I actually really liked that movie a lot. I liked a lot of the things that were going on in that movie, and so yeah, there goes my two picks. All right, I am going to do an interesting. I feel like it's a really interesting pick, and I don't remember too many people talking about this movie, but I quite enjoy it. The two main act, uh, the two male uh, romantic interests for. Reese Witherspoon was Dang it, you the, and Tom Hardy. Man, that was the next. Do, do you want to know what this movie is? It was great. Yeah, it was great. Th- this, yeah, this means war. That's my yes. pick for it. Because Chris Pine is amazing and Tom Hardy is amazing. Jared hates both because Jared is weird, but it's okay. We love him anyways. <laughs> it's a great movie. I was going to pick it next. That was my very next pick. If I yeah. if it got back to me, I'm picking Order of Love, but Ooh. great movie. Shoot that movie into the fucking sun. Why? I don't want to see that movie ever again. You know what movie I'm picking now? I know what movie I'm picking now. I'm just kidding. I'm we, not we, picking we that movie. We cut it before. <laughs> I'm uh, not picking that movie. So I'm going to bring it on home. I'm going to pick the last movie. Uh, I think I'm going to win this draft. Because I'm going to pick something borrowed. Y'all not seen it? It's it's very sweet. It's a very, very sweet. Oh, you just claim you're gonna win this movie. I don't think I've ever heard of that movie. I think I oh. was surprised about that too. I was expecting some random cho- like cool choice. And then you did that movie. I'm like uh, I was expecting like I I have no judgment of it because I'm like I, I'm not aware of this movie. Of <laughs> this is the most three dudes. Chrome <laughs> draft I have ever seen. So, I have picked Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Crazy Stupid Love, Trainwreck, Something Borrowed. Jordan has drafted Crazy Rich Asians, Date Night, The Big Sick, and This Means War. Seth took his third pick to the fullest. Leap Year, Sleeping with Other People, Silver Linings Playbook, Aloha. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm going to post this on Instagram. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to see who had the best draft. I honestly think it's going to be close because I don't really like rom-coms. But, like, out of some of these picks that we had, like, I want really to watch some of these movies. Definitely um, Silver Linings Playbook. Leap Year, I may, I'll probably give it another shot. Big Sick, I love. Date Night, I love. Crazy Rich Asians, I love. Obviously, Scott Pilgrim. Crazy Stupid Love, Trainwreck. Like, we had some really good picks. Jared, you deserve to lose for picking Trainwreck. I'm just throwing that out there. I it's hope Jordan wins. Movie. I'm not All winning, right. but you deserve to lose for picking that movie. I mean, like... So, Team Jordan. <laughs> I'm like, not winning. Uh, Ain't no one voting for my four, but... Thumbs down <laughs> to Amy Schumer, like... Thumbs down to Amy Schumer, but it was a good... Bill Hader, like, come on, man. Bill Hader, like, thumbs down to Amy Schumer, but, like... I'm glad she isn't she like a big part of the movie. You're going thumbs down her. She she's the main character. Yeah, but every time it's her movie. Talk, it's good. All right, well that's our draft, folks. I, I'm not hating on her or anything, but Jared's hating on her. I'm like, yeah. why would you pick? Here's the thing: that movie has a legacy 
that gave us Space Jam 2. It directly led to Space Jam 2. There are so many bad things that happened because of that movie. Jerry deserves to lose. I hope everyone listening. When oh, yeah, vote, because they didn't vote. like make Le- LeBron. It started uh, made him think acting. he could act. Yes, yeah. because he was actually enjoyable in the movie. He was perfectly fine. And people liked him in role. the movie. Yeah. yeah. And so he thought, oh, I can act. And so then he went and tried to act. And that's how we got Space Jam 2. <laughs> this is directly the reason why. Is the movie responsible for it? And he was fine in the movie, by the way. It was, I don't have a problem with him in the movie. Trainwreck. So, Jared, I am rooting for your downfall. All right. <laughs> okay, because, yeah, this, this movie, because I thought we saw it was funny. The two things I always heard about the movie was John Cena and LeBron James in it. Nothing about the two main characters, but, like, it was the side characters. Hey, okay, How okay. good they were. So, it's all and right. they were Seth, both good. Seth is Nick Wright. I'm Nikola Jokic. It's okay. It's okay. Seth is... You're on my downfall. Okay, Nick on Jokic. Why are you putting so much of this on Jokic? What did that man do to you? How did he? Where did he hurt you that you keep comparing him to Trainwreck? <laughs> it's okay. I'm Nikola Jokic. You're Nick Wright. It's all right. And don't stop calling me Nick Wright. Well, I know Nick Wright. All right, we're gonna hop into categories. Um, since it has been so long. We're just going to skip straight to uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I was about to say, we're hitting right at the hour mark right now. Yep. Uh, and I missed half of the hour, and Seth went on a diatribe about Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> Damn, I can't wait to re-listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seth. What are these? What did this get on Rotten Tomatoes and why? I'm gonna go 65 because I feel like it's probably gonna get dropped a little bit because it's a Netflix movie. And I feel like there's a little bit of bias against that, sometimes rightfully so. And but I think it also did what it's supposed to do, which usually means it's an average movie. So I'm going 65. Okay, Jordan, what did this That's, movie get? I think you almost hit it right on the spot. You know what? I am going to go a little bit more positive, maybe. We'll see, because it was on a lot of lists of, like, it wasn't on the top of the list, but I saw a lot of recommendations as going through these movies, so I'll see. I want to go with 72 on it. All right. Seth with a 65, Jordan with a 72. Uh, Audience score, 81. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, an audience, like, Find Especially because I feel like yeah. this is a movie that, where the audience was out looking for this movie. Yeah, I yeah, I want to disagree with it. Because it's always about how many people like this movie and gave it a favorable rating. I can see that, so, yeah. 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 Jordan. What's up? I think you won. Really? Which you, you, you didn't win. Close. Is it that high? This movie got a 89% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I, you know what? Like I said, though, did I have anything really negative to say about this movie? I think that's where it falls in. I feel like this movie is just, like I was saying about mid, it's just good that yeah, no, no one really has anything like, bad about like, it, you know? It's, like I said, I my think, mm. I, I feel like that's what it was. Like, <laughs> no, because it's high? like I, I think what people forget with the Rotten Tomato score, they treat it like it's like that's how good a movie is, rather than how many people like the movie, and that no, that's even, the thing. Even the uh, even the aggregate from Metacritic gave it a sixty-four, which like an aggregate score, like that's pretty good. That that tracks more in my mind as being right. Yeah. I'm just shocked that many people liked it because it was so. Because one of her biggest complaints is formulaic, and I'm thinking critics over here, right? They're all like, "Oh, it's just going to paint my numbers." But right? we brought up that they did just enough where I also liked it that they went off the normal curve, and why I called it the anti Hallmark movie. But eighty because of those, yeah. Mm, like I said, I don't that? think anyone's going out saying this is like an amazing movie. I feel like everyone just went, "Oh, yeah, that's a nice movie." And so I think that's what I. And obviously, I always say every single episode, I say let things be mid, and people. And we, approach, that was exactly what I was talking approach, about. 
And yeah. people are like appropriately treating this movie as mid. And like, that's why I'm like, I always say like, hey, this movie is just like, okay, average. I have one big gripe. I felt like the initial subject matter, I didn't get to say, um, between, you know, Randall Park's mom dying and then I felt like that initial subject matter is too heavy to be in a rom-com, but they made it work in the end. But outside of that, it's like, mm, it's still like average. It's not the yeah, best, but-, but like, it's definitely, it's nowhere near the worst rom-com these eyes have ever laid their eyes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still shocked that critics, because it just still felt there's, like, I figured formulaic would make them drive that down, but. Maybe people really enjoyed the Keanu Reeves, too. It was, that was a bit of a different, had a little nice little hey, spice to that, it. I mean, honestly, that that is a big part of why it elevated above, like, bad in my book. Um, so, Seth, are we recommending this to a friend? If you like rom-coms, sure. There's a Your caveat, name? but. That that's going to be my exact takeaway. If someone's looking for a rom com, I I can feel very comfortable recommending it, and they'll be happy at the end of the movie. Hundred percent, same on that. Just like if you're looking for a rom com, you wanna you you know you and your uh, significant other want to watch like a funny movie um, that's a little bit romantic. Definitely throw this on. It's already on Netflix. Go ahead and do it. Um, Blockbuster Hall of Fame set. No, I'm never going to watch this movie again. If it comes on Netflix, I'm not going to stop to watch it either. I mean, <laughs> it's perfectly fine. It's just not going to movie I rewatch. Yeah, Jordan. No, I don't feel like I need to rewatch it and everything. Th- this is definitely a movie the mid, and there's n- there shouldn't be anything ashamed about being a mid movie. Yeah, that's only, how I feel like. The only thing I might watch again are like clips on YouTube of the Keanu Reeves bits because that was oh, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, watch the trailer. The trailer was really good because they bring that in, and that's why I was yeah. so hoping that. And I'm so glad Seth didn't see the trailer just so he got that shot. Well, and that's the thing is like another thing about it that's rewatchable. It also is not a movie that's going to really stick with me, other than the Keanu Reeves parts. And <laughs> but it's not like an emotional thing. It's more just a, like a <laughs> that dude played a douche. That was really funny. Like, I mean, like if your girl. Sits down and starts playing this movie. I'm perfectly fine sitting down with her and watching it. You know that that's sort of my feeling with this movie. All right. So this was always be my maybe the most snake bitten episode in Blockbuster Hall of Fame history, but it is here and it's done and we can move on. So I am f pick the next movie we are going to watch. Are you guys ready? Which I kind of, I started watching it last night, but it's a good movie. It is a 2009 film, rom-com, called He's Just Not That Into You. Starring Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson, Jennifer Goodwin, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston, and Justin Long. What year you said that was? 2009. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it is a, it is a movie and I'm halfway through it already. I, it's a movie. It's a movie. (laughs) This is going to be the perfect segue to the last pick in this series for me. It's a perfect segue movie. You nailed it. Good job. He's really into you. (laughs) No, I'm not even kidding. Definitely maybe. And now he's just not into you. It's so. Oh God. Uh, yeah. This this is a really good trend here this is this is good so uh again thank you guys for sticking with us through it we will be better throughout the summer you can expect this episode um the follow-up episode he's just not that into you next week or the very next week after this is released and we'll get back to a consistent recording schedule um so yeah thank you guys for sticking with us i hope our downtime didn't scare y'all away so we appreciate you Please keep listening and we'll see you next week.